In this episode, we'll talk about the Magi and the Star of Bethlehem and an ancient prophecy that circulated among the Gentiles long before Jesus was born. Welcome to the Thoughtful Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck White. Please join me on an adventurous search for the true, the good, and the beautiful. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and have come to do him homage. That's from the second chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, verses 1 and 2. Who were these Magi? Pope Benedict XVI, in his book Jesus of Nazareth, The Infancy Narratives, proposes four possible choices. First, he says they could be members of the Persian priestly caste and philosophers, or they could be possessors and users of supernatural knowledge and ability among the Gentiles. They could be magicians or just plain deceivers and seducers. And the Pope identifies the Magi as being in the first category, members of the Persian priestly caste and philosophers. And what about the star itself? In the 17th century, Johannes Kepler calculated that approximately in the year 7 BC, which was when Jesus was born, there was a conjunction of the planets of Jupiter, Saturn, and Mars. Other scientists have confirmed this, or a theory close to this, as a possible origin of the star. But have you ever asked yourself where these pagan Gentile magi could have possibly heard about the star of the coming king of the Jews? In the book I mentioned earlier, Jesus of Nazareth, The Infancy Narratives by Pope Benedict XVI, the Pope says this about the story of the Magi and the star in the Gospel of Matthew. Quote, Another passage is a saying attributed in the Bible to the pagan prophet Balaam. Balaam is a historical figure for whom there is extra-biblical confirmation. In 1967, on the east bank of the Jordan, an inscription was discovered in which Balaam, the son of Beor, is named as a seer of autochthonous deities that's indigenous deities, various oracles, both of doom and salvation, are ascribed to him. End quote. The inscription mentioned by Pope Benedict was found at Tel Der Allah in modern Jordan, and it dates back to the 8th century BC. So just what is this passage mentioned by Pope Benedict? It's found in the book of Numbers, chapter 24, in an oracle given by the Gentile Balaam. The story of Balaam begins in chapter 22 of the book of Numbers and stretches for three whole chapters. The Israelites have arrived on the doorstep of the Promised Land and have just defeated the Amorites and King Og and Bashan. And they are on the edge of the land of Moab, and the king of Moab, Balak, sees them and is frightened. He attempts to hire the pagan soothsayer, Balaam, to curse the Israelites to make a long story short, Balaam attempts to curse the Israelites four times, but through the sovereign action of God, ends up blessing them four times instead. The first blessing is found in 
the book of Numbers chapter 23, verse 7 and following. And Israel is set apart from the other nations and is holy in this blessing. The second blessing is in verse 18 and following. And Israel is described as being faithful and free from idolatry and divination. The third prophecy or oracle is found in chapter 24, the book of Numbers, verse 2 and following. Israel is described as being prosperous and fruitful. Finally, the fourth oracle is in the chapter 24 of the book of Numbers, verse 15 and following. Israel is described as being victorious. Israel is described in the soaring poetry of these oracles as God sees Israel and as God intends them to be and as God intends them to become. Israel is described at its best. It's in the fourth and final blessing or oracle that the prophecy mentioned by Pope Benedict is heard. I'll read it. This is from chapter 24 of the book of Numbers, verse 17. Quote, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not nigh. A star shall come forth out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. It shall crush the forehead of Moab and break down all the sons of Sheth. Stars were often associated with kings in those days. And admittedly, this prophecy could also point to King David too. But that's okay, because the sacred scriptures like a fine gem, have multiple facets or layers. Jewish tradition and Christian tradition both hold that this also points to the coming of the Messiah. Eusebius, a bishop of Caesarea and a church historian, early in the 4th century wrote this about the Magi and Baalam's prediction. We are told that Balaam's successors, moved by this, for the prediction was preserved most likely among them. When they noticed in the heavens a strange star besides the usual ones, fixed above the head, so to say, and vertically above Judea, hastened to arrive at Palestine to inquire about the king announced by the star's appearance. But we have to tell the whole story. Balaam was a soothsayer for hire, a Gentile soothsayer. And the biblical narrative makes it clear that it is God alone who can take credit for the blessings and prophecy of Balaam. Speaking of the Moabites, Nehemiah says, For they did not meet the Israelites with food and water, but they hired Balaam to curse them, though our God turned the curse into a blessing. That's in the book of the prophet Nehemiah, chapter 13, verse 2. And we have to admit that things did not end well for Balaam. We read in the book of Revelation in the New Testament, quote, Yet I have a few things against you. You have some people there who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who instructed Balak to put a stumbling block before the Israelites to eat food sacrificed to idols and to play the harlot. That's in the second chapter of the book of Revelation, verse 14. You see, later on, after these four wonderful blessings, Balaam convinced the king of Moab to have the Moabite women seduce the Israelite men, which resulted in the men sacrificing to the Moabite god Baal. In the book of Joshua, we read, Balaam, son of Beor, the diviner, the Israelites killed with the sword, together with those they struck down. 
That's in the 13th chapter of the book of Joshua. So if the speculations of Eusebius of Caesarea and of Pope Benedict are correct, the Magi were motivated by the ancient prophecy of the unwilling Gentile Balaam, which circulated in the society in which they lived. What are the takeaways from this story of the Magi, the star, and Balaam? Well, number one, we're thankful to God for revealing himself to the pagan Gentiles and for including the Gentiles in his plan for redeeming us. Number two, God can call pagans to himself. Three, God in his sovereignty can work through pagans. And four, a word of caution. We must be careful. Our dialogue with the pagan world may in reality be deadly flirtation. Let's end with the collect from the Feast of Epiphany. Father, you revealed your Son to the nations by the guidance of a star. Lead us to your glory in heaven by the light of faith. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Until next time, God bless. You've been listening to the Thoughtful Catholic Podcast. Come back soon.